Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Would you be the jerk for not inviting your partner to a vacation because you don't believe they're physically capable of withstanding it? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for refusing to play violin even though it meant not being allowed to eat dinner? My parents recently put down the rule, no dinner until one and a half hours of violin practice is completed. Since they realized I, 16-year-old female, rarely ever practiced violin and if I did, it would only be for 30 minutes. I absolutely hate playing the violin. Last time I asked them if I could stop playing the violin, they said they'd ground me for a year, but they kept extending it past three years. People have recommended I try playing songs I like, and I tried, but then I ended up hating the songs. I'm not a lazy person in general. I'm quite good academically and physically. Around a week ago, I outright refused to practice violin and skip dinners. My parents never thought I'd choose that option and are extremely mad. They've taken away more things recently such as books, art supplies, one of my hobbies, soft toys, I'm still very attached to them, breakfast, not that I ever ate it, clothing besides one basic outfit and my school uniform, etc. I'm still refusing to play the violin. I've spoken to my friends about this and they just told me to give in to their demands. Am I the jerk for refusing to play the violin? I don't think Opie's the jerk for not wanting to practice violin. I mean, if you don't want to, you don't want to. And the parents are being weirdly restrictive, almost to the point of, dare I say, being abusive. I mean, taking away meals from your kid because they don't practice violin? That's not correct at all, right? Taking away their wardrobe? That doesn't make much sense either. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for not including my son's adopted child in my will? My wife and I are in our 60s. We're thinking of retiring soon and we're trying to get our finances and everything we own in order. For example, we're finally selling our old house because it's too big and we don't need it. We want to live in a quieter place in a smaller house. We have three kids, all adults by now. Each of our kids have their own kids as well. We have a daughter with one kid, a son with two, and another son with two biological kids and a stepdaughter. Our youngest son was married. About 10 or so years ago, he cheated on his wife and they got divorced. He cheated with his current wife, then he adopted her daughter. We want to divide our state between our children and our grandchildren. We had a family gathering to talk about some of these things, especially the house in case any of our children wanted to buy it themselves. Our son got very angry when he heard that we're cutting off his adopted child from the will. We told him she's not our family and we don't support his life choices and how he ruined his family. He told us to stop holding a grudge for something that happened years ago and accept the child or cut him and his family off. My wife and I think that his new wife and the child are living proof of him ruining his family. Do you think we're wrong in this? She's a child and he's right that she's his, but does that automatically make her our family? He said we're treating his wife and daughter poorly and we're acting like jerks towards a kid. The stepdaughter and the adopted daughter are the same girl. My son married her mother and then adopted her. Questions. The girl was one or two years old when my son and his mother started their relationship. We don't see or talk to each other often, only in family gatherings. 
They live in another state. She doesn't call us her grandparents. What each of our kids is getting are family heirlooms and not money. All the money will be distributed between our grandkids and our will to hopefully help them get their education paid. My son doesn't have contact with his ex-wife or his biological kids. He cut them off and didn't even want to pay child support. My wife and I helped our daughter-in-law and our grandchildren. To make it clear, what my son is getting from us is some photos and items from his childhood that we keep. It's essentially trash, but we like to look at them every once in a while to remember our kids' childhoods. He isn't getting money or jewelry. I'm getting a lot of comments, sorry if I can't answer all the questions. For those who wonder if the girl could actually be biologically my son's daughter, I don't know, and it doesn't make a difference to me or my wife. For those who say that love should be unconditional, I disagree. Love is always conditional to the bare minimum to maintain a bond. That's my opinion. Yes, my son's two biological kids, the kids he had with his first wife, are in the will along with our two other kids' children. Our grandchildren are getting some heirlooms too. The things we're giving to our son aren't things that our other two kids would want. For those who are saying that I would neglect a child adopted by my children under different circumstances, no. This is all about the circumstances in which this girl and my son's new wife came into the family. I don't care if she's adopted or biological, it'll be the same for me. The circumstances in which my son cheated, which is bad enough, and proceeded to kick his family out and abandon them, are the reason why neither my wife, me, or the rest of our family has a good relationship with the three of them. My two other kids agree with us and aren't close to their brother either. So considering everything, I would say probably not the jerk. And the reason why is it stems from the fact that it seems like OP has completely cut their son off. All of the current relationship status stuff for their son is stuff that happened after they burned all those bridges and they're no longer in contact. So it's really all people that really aren't a part of OP or their family's life. It's not really about like the legitimacy of the kid. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister if she can't handle seeing our parents at my wedding, she shouldn't show up? My sister, 29, was a nightmare growing up. That is a fact, and my parents did not handle her well. She was 16 when they gave up and sent her to a camp. It was horrible for her. The moment she was 18, she left and was on her own. She hasn't been in contact with them since. A few years ago, we got back into contact and she's much better in a much better place and we've been slowly reconnecting. I'm engaged and my wedding is this year. I sent her an invite and she gave me a call. She asked if our parents will be there and I told her yes. This is where we got in an argument. She wants me to not invite them or she won't show. That they were horrible to her and how dare I invite them. My argument was that they treated me well and it's not my fault they sent her away. Also, she was pretty feral as a kid, but I don't hold that against her. We went on for a while, but in the end, I told her if she can't handle seeing our parents, to not come. She hung up and thinks I'm being a jerk. Edit, since this has been asked multiple times, yeah, my parents tried therapy. My brother has no contact with her due to the extreme bullying she put him through as kids. The camp was a minor reform camp. Also, another point, when she was sent away, obviously my parents didn't know these camps were awful. They were advertised to helping kids, a safe place to help kids where parents can't figure it out. I don't think OP's the jerk here, really. I think it's fair to say, hey, if the parents are there, I don't want to be there. That's completely understandable. But I don't think OP deserves to be berated for allowing the parents to be there. Especially considering OP doesn't seem to have had any negative experiences with their parents themselves. And as long as they're completely truthful about the fact that the parents thought they were helping, it doesn't seem like they were necessarily monstrous people. 
This next story is, am I the jerk for trying to show my house guest how it feels when she's constantly whale-tailing? Okay, so I'm a stay-at-home mom, 36. We thought it would be a nice experience. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com to host an exchange student. So a person from Argentina has been staying with us. For the most part, things have gone great. She's in her sophomore year at a university nearby, and so she usually gets back from classes around the time my son gets home from school and we'll have dinner together, maybe do some tourism stuff on the weekends. There's just one problem, one very awkward problem. For whatever reason, she doesn't seem to wear pants that fit her. That's the polite way of saying that her thong is always hanging out. I'm talking like Manny Santos levels of whale tail going on. I had no idea that it was back in trend. I had thought I'd left those treacherous days behind me, but apparently it's back with a vengeance. And just to be clear, I don't mean that her underwear is visible every once in a while when she bends over. I mean that her thong is right there every time we get dinner in a restaurant, or go golfing, or meet friends. This places me in a pretty awkward position. She's 18 and she's not my kid, and it's against my general moral compass to tell other adults how to dress. However, I'm awfully tired at looking at a random person's bum floss in my own home. I did try talking with her about it, but she brushes it off as if it was just an accident. 10 or 15 minutes later, I see her casually lift the band of her underwear so that it's back to being above her pants. So here's what I did about it. I needed to go run some errands and gave her a ride to the post office, only as soon as we arrived at the grocery store, her eyes went wide when I stepped out of the car. In the back of my drawer, I had found the loudest, most bedazzled thong that I owned and was wearing it a proud several inches above my own pants. I knew that the best way to make it uncool would be to adopt it myself. I could see her dying inside but I pretended not to notice and told her how seeing her thong made me remember back to the 90s, how it was so cute and I was inspired to try it again, how fun it would be to whale tail together, etc. Needless to say, she didn't say very much for the rest of the evening. If her thong wasn't out of her pants, I would act pouty and tell her that it would be fun if we were matching. Since then, she's been really standoffish with me, to the point that other family members have noticed. Nobody but me knows about my little prank. It's making me start to wonder if it perhaps was too far. Am I the jerk? Personally, I don't think OP's out of line here. I think they did a classic parent move. If you're tired of some fad your kid is doing, you just gotta join in and act like that fad is the coolest thing to you too. That's when you jump in there with your whale tail sticking out going, yeah fam, no cap, whale tail's where it's at. If that ruins whale tailing for her, it's not OP's fault, they just wanted to join in.
This next story is, am I the jerk for how I responded to my sister's HIV diagnosis? The long and very short of it is my sister recently got diagnosed with HIV. As far as I'm aware, this is from a hookup that she no longer has access to and was from a consensual encounter. She came to me on Sunday, cried about the results, and while I responded with sympathy, my reaction wasn't severe. I asked if she still had valid insurance and she said yes, so I said she'd be fine and that the worst of it is over then. She called me heartless and said I had no idea how ruined her life is. I kind of shrugged at her and said she just needed to adhere to treatment and she'd be fine. Again, this set her off and she called me an evil bench because I didn't see how awful her life was about to be. And I admit I may have been crass and said, I don't see how a mildly steep copay is going to kill you. She was very angry with me and left me to sit on the interaction. My mom and dad are upset that I wasn't as sympathetic with her because she truly does feel as though her life is over and at the end of the day, it's still a big deal. Am I the jerk for how I responded? Edit, I don't blame my sister at all for her diagnosis. No one should expect to get a disease from a single encounter, and I don't think it's earned or justified by any means. I love my sister. She is my only sibling and I helped raise her. And while the situation isn't perfect or ideal, I still love her very much. And my response was based in logic. It didn't come from a place of hatred or resentment. I just thought logic would help. Please stop asking if I'm autistic, that's really not relevant. 200 comments and 2 hours later, I already see where things are going. I love my sister to death and I would do anything for her. And she needed me to be her rock and I was a little too solid and literal with her. I called her and explained my side and even linked the post to her. We cried over FaceTime and I told her I was so very sorry for making her feel like she didn't have any support. I'll be accompanying her to her follow up next week. She needs to know she's loved and cared for right now, so that's what I'll do for her. And for the strange amount of you who are asking if I'm on the spectrum or assumed it, and to the one person who sent me a test, yes I am. So I really do believe that OP wasn't trying to be a jerk here, very much they're based in logic. Nowadays with medicine you can get it to the point where it's possible you might not even be able to get it detected on a test. Obviously, as OP kind of hinted to towards the edits in their post and as they came to realize, they were really looking more for a pillar to lean on, looking for some support. And it wasn't necessarily that they were legitimately thinking, oh, my life is over. It's that they were probably overwhelmed, understandably so. This next story is, am I the jerk for letting my grandson sleep hungry when he didn't like the food I made? Hello all, I'm 59, my daughter is 31, she's been living with me for the past few months as they've had some financial trouble. Her husband is 38 and they have 4 children from 5 years old to 9 years old. I'm vegetarian so I don't cook meat in the house, but her youngest is picky and usually doesn't like my food. My daughter cooks a few meals a week and she'll usually make something for the kids if I'm making something they won't like. Last weekend, my daughter said she was going out with her friends and I assumed she would be home by dinner because she didn't say anything specifically to me about doing anything for the kids. She wasn't back by 9 and the kids were hungry, so I called her but she didn't pick up. Phone probably dead. I just made rice and steamed veggies for myself because I wasn't too hungry or in the mood to cook properly. I offered some for the children and the two older ones ate. The 5 year old was upset though and asked if I could make chicken nuggets for him. We did have chicken and breadcrumbs, and I know how they're made, but I didn't feel good about cooking meat, so I told him he can wait until his mom comes home. He got upset and threw the plate of food down and it broke. I picked up the ceramic pieces, but had him help clean the rice. He was upset about that too. 
My daughter wasn't back until 11 and the kid went to sleep after a little while. My daughter. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Potter was really upset that I let him sleep hungry. And I said it was one evening and he's not starving. She said I could just get over myself and make the dang chicken. Then I told her he broke a plate and she got even angrier that I asked him to clean like a maid when he's a little kid. I think she coddles him and I told her so. What do you think? I think it's pretty clear both sides are kind of at fault here. She was out, phone off, doing whatever, probably partying. OP should have tried to get something that the kids would eat and get them in bed before 9pm. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not letting my niece be the flower girl at my wedding? I, 25 year old female, am getting married next month. My brother and sister-in-law have a 5 year old daughter, Emma. They assumed Emma would automatically be the flower girl in my wedding. The issue is that I've asked my best friend's daughter, Hannah, six-year-old female, to be the flower girl instead. Hannah's mom is my maid of honor and she is like family to me. When I told my brother and sister-in-law that Hannah will be the flower girl, they got really upset. They said I'm choosing friends over family and breaking their little girl's heart by not giving her this special role. I try to explain that I've known Hannah her whole life too, and it's a sweet full circle moment to have her in the wedding. We have a very special connection that I don't have like this with Emma, even though I love Emma too, but my brother said I'm a selfish aunt and setting a bad precedent in our family. Now they don't want Emma involved at all. My parents think I should just let both girls be flower girl to keep the peace, which I thought was a cool idea, and I initially didn't think of that. When I told my brother and sister-in-law that this would be great, They declined and said they don't want her to do it anymore at all. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here. It's their wedding and they can choose whoever they want to be flower girl. You could choose your best friend's pet dog to be flower girl and you still wouldn't be in the wrong for it, especially when OP went out of their way to offer a compromise where both of them could be flower girl. This next story is, am I the jerk for calling my step-siblings suffocating and refusing to participate in family vacations? My dad got married to Liz four years ago. I, 15-year-old male, was spending equal amounts of time with both my mom and dad, and the custody schedule was me swapping houses each week. Liz has three kids from her first marriage, and those kids are 10, 8, and 7 now. The kids were clingy from the day they moved in, but then in June and July 2020, I was living there exclusively because my mom ended up in the hospital. I couldn't do anything without the kids being in my face, and every time I asked dad and Liz to help me stop them, they refused and the kids didn't listen to me saying no. My dad told me I would never get another chance to have siblings and to embrace and nurture the relationship with them. I told him this was making them feel more like burdens than siblings, and he told me I was too young to see them that way and dismissed my need for space. It was a huge relief when mom got better and I could go to her house for breaks. By the time I was 12, I'd asked my mom if she could go to court to change the custody deal so I could spend more time with her. I was 13 when it was successful. My dad was upset, and Liz was kind of mad that her kids would miss me more than they did while I was at dad's. My uncles, dad's brother and his husband, even said how strangely clingy the kids were. 
and they found it weird that every time I was with my mom, the kids would be asking when I could come home and why they couldn't see me. I wouldn't even be gone a day and they would ask that. They started that before we even knew each other a year. I spend way less time with my dad now and I went on vacation with him, Liz and the kids last June and it was miserable. My vacation was basically spending all that week with the kids and following them around and doing stuff they liked. On Christmas Eve, I spent a few hours at dad's because the court still asks for that. So I was there and my step-siblings were being super clingy and telling me not to go and I should be with them at Christmas. And then they demanded they get invited to my mom's house. And Liz asked me how I could leave and miss out on a family Christmas and hurt my siblings so much. Dad told me on the drive back to mom's, he told me that I should be taking my responsibility more seriously. I took a three-week break from them, but the 10-year-old called me daily during those three weeks. Then dad announced we were going on vacation again in May, and he was saying it was a place I wanted to go. I decided right there that I was not going to ruin a place I'd always wanted to go by being smothered by my step-siblings, and I told dad they can go but I won't, and that I won't be going on vacation with them again. He was surprised, and he told me I had to go, and I said I don't, and I won't, and he asked me for one good reason why, and I told him my step-siblings would ruin it by suffocating me, and that he and Liz would do nothing about it. Dad called my attitude nasty and said I should be ashamed of myself talking about them like that. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here. I think their dad and Liz are just making things way too difficult. And really, they're allowing a situation to fester where nobody's going to be happy with each other in this situation. It sucks for both OP and the step-siblings because it really could be so much better if boundaries were in place. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister-in-law to stop turning my wife against me for no reason? My, 34-year-old male, sister-in-law, 32-year-old female, made some gestures and acted surprised when she saw my reaction to my wife's, 34-year-old female, gift for my birthday. I'm not an expressive person, and I'm not a good actor. Even if I loved a gift, it won't show. When my sister-in-law saw that, later she pulled my wife aside and asked her if I was always this cold every time she gave me something or surprised me. My wife said, yes. This made my wife conscious of my reactions. My sister-in-law expects every partner to act super happy and joyful when gifted anything. She might be a good actor or an expressive person, and so is her husband. If he gave her a sock, she'd still act like it's a Rolex. It's sweet, but I'm not like that. My wife started to get less excited about buying me things, which really upsets me, not for the gifts I couldn't care less, but because she now feels that I'm not a person to be gifted things, or that I'm unhappy with her efforts. I texted my sister-in-law and told her to stop turning her sister against me for no dang reason. My sister-in-law said I'm a butt for assuming that people can turn her sister easily. She's her sister. She can totally turn her around. I think OP's being pretty misguided here. If something their wife doing is upsetting them, shouldn't they be talking to their wife about it? You know, communicating that you love these gifts, it's just you aren't the best at expressing it? I mean, why go around blaming the sister-in-law for that? I mean, I'm right there with OP. Whenever I get gifts and open them, I start to get in my head and I'm thinking, oh, it would be great if I just acted so happy and surprised and I end up just having this conflicted feeling where I kind of just half-heartedly like, oh, wow, thank you so much. But I don't think I'm really seeming genuine and like it's hard for me to actually amp up in that moment. I mean, you just got to communicate with your wife here. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my wife she needs to knock on my separate bedroom door before entering? 
About a year ago, my 44-year-old male, wife, 38-year-old female, suggested us getting separate bedrooms since she had a lot of trouble sleeping together and it would allow us to have our own privacy. I was initially not a big fan of the idea because I thought it would affect our relationship and our connection, but after talking about it for a few months, I reluctantly agreed. She also suggested that we need to respect each other's privacy by knocking on each other's doors before entering. So for about a year now, we've had our own bedrooms and to my surprise, I've been enjoying it a lot. We still sleep together a few times a week, but do spend the majority of the nights separately. I've really enjoyed the privacy and having the opportunity to unwind by myself without having to worry about anything else. But my wife, on the other hand, doesn't seem to be enjoying it as much. She has started spending more nights with me in my bedroom, which is fine. But she's now started acting like we don't have any agreements at all. At first, she was very adamant about knocking on each other's doors before entering each other's rooms, and would frequently call me out on it if I didn't. But now she started acting like my separate bedroom is her bedroom and she doesn't knock before entering my room like we agreed to. When I called her out on it, she got really emotional and angry with me. She told me that I didn't care about her and I didn't want to have her around anymore. She also said that it really hurts her feelings. But I just referred to all the rules she had made up and that has gotten her really upset. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk as long as the basic premise is still being followed. You haven't agreed to anything new, so why should it all be switched up now? Our next story is, am I the jerk for not telling my dad's guests that I marinated the chicken with milk? It was my 18-year-old male, dad's 43-year-old's birthday. He wanted me to cook for him and some friends, and I said yes. Met some of them before. One of his friends is also my girlfriend's, 18's, dad. I did what my mom taught me, use milk to make the chicken tender. A couple of them were surprised that I managed to cook roasted chicken well. I told them thanks, I just marinated with milk to make it tender, and one of them panicked. Turns out he has a milk allergy and gets digestive issues. My dad started berating me saying that I should have told them ahead of time that I was using milk to check if anyone is allergic, that it was careless of me not to check first when milk is a common allergy. Update, talk to the guy about it. I told him I'm sorry I didn't ask first and he said it's his fault for not telling me. He then assured that he didn't get any reaction and that milk only makes him gassy. He said it's actually him being lactose intolerant, but that he sometimes says allergy instead. Well, first of all, you can't go around saying allergy if it's just lactose intolerant. I mean, if you went to a restaurant and you said you have a dairy or a milk allergy, unless that's a place that's already like dairy free, they're going to have to do a lot of work in like a kitchen and a lot of prep work. That said, I do think it raises a good question. If somebody is hosting a party, is it on the party hoster to ask if anybody has allergies? Or is it the attendee's responsibility to make sure it's known without ever having it been prompted to share that in the first place? Our next story is, am I the jerk for not inviting my boyfriend on a physically extensive vacation because I do not believe he's capable? I planned a physically extensive vacation, horseback riding through the mountains for 10 days prior to getting in a relationship with a guy that has a bad knee and a bunch of GI issues, including being an extremely picky eater and unable to drink plain water. When I told him about the trip, he immediately asked if he could come and if there was space on the excursion. He was really, really excited that something like that exists. He used to ride horses when he was a kid. When I pointed out that he'll be on horseback for literally 10 days, hasn't even ridden a horse in 12 plus years, will have to eat whatever food they provide and sleep in a rough campsite on top of all these health issues, 
He said he would just bear it. I told him he should research the trip and maybe go ride a horse locally somewhere. He had no interest in that and instead went to Boot Barn and started buying cowboy clothing. His knee issues are significant. If something happened, he could really injure himself further and he's on state health insurance. It's not great care. He kept talking like he really could do this trip. He can't even walk more than a mile or two and cannot go hiking. How could he possibly ride on horseback through the mountains for 10 days? I literally turn into his medical assistant for physical work and his GI issues. His lack of concern and inability to think realistically struck me. If I go even a year without riding a horse, even just six months, then I'm in serious pain after two hours of riding. This would be 10 whole days, not to mention the GI issues. He has sporadic GI issues that cripple him for hours. So the thought of 10 days of me having to worry about him, likely having to help him out a lot, and the risk was real that he may not even be able to finish the trip at all, had me really starting to dread the trip. I ended up having to tell him that I really want to just do this trip solo, as I'd originally planned it. I am a professional rider and I want to get the most out of this trip. He's mad at me and will not acknowledge his physical impairments. Am I the jerk? Edit, the water thing, he is physically able to drink water. He says it worsens his heartburn, and that's why he needs to drink soda, chocolate milk, and flavored water. He also cannot eat normally? I've only ever seen him eat chicken fingers, plain cheeseburger, just bun and patty, mildly spiced Thai curry, pizza, Kraft mac and cheese, and other packaged foods. He says he cannot eat vegetables. I've never seen him eat a vegetable with the exception of the ones in the Thai curry. This alone is almost reason for me to not want to go with him. They don't have a kid's menu. There will be a chef making food and you don't get to make requests. So I don't think OP's the jerk here. I think if OP's still interested in having a relationship after this, they should say, look, we'll try to do something horse related later together, something that's more realistic for both of us. This is much more of a hardcore trip that he's just not ready for. And realistically, there's going to be handicaps and strangleholds if OP goes with him. It's just not the right fit for him and it's not about OP not caring or not wanting them there. It's just not realistic. As far as the whole diet thing goes, I'm very wary on his whole he can't drink water because it makes his heart burn worse. To me, that just seems dubious at best. As far as his diet goes, I do know people that have GI issues and they've actually been told not to eat vegetables. At least not without like steaming it down to an almost mushy consistency. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.